This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for a sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. Steven, NXT TakeOver War Games 2020 is in the books. War Games! War Games, indeed, Steven. So, what did we think of the show? What did you think of the show? Well, let's find out. Alrighty, welcome back everybody to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh snap. Oh snap, indeed. I am of course the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here, and along with me, uh, my good friend and co-host, mm. the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. How's it going this evening? 
It's going good. It's, it's going, going good. Awesome, yeah. awesome. You thought I forgot the O snap, didn't you? I, I did. It's been a while since we've done one of these, actually. Been, yeah. <laughs> and we, we welcome you guys to the show. Thank you, uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, for tuning in. Uh, how is it going? We've already got some people in the chat here. Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. How's it going? Hope you guys are doing well. I uh, think he's doing great. I bet he's doing well. <laughs> he's, he says he's great. He says he's great. Look, yeah. look at that. He's great. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm, I'm glad that you all are joining us here uh, this evening. Um, obviously, uh, I'm not a guy who just puts his name on any kind of product before we start the show here, um, but I, I, I ran into this really awesome tea today. Um, and I just want to give these guys a shout out here. We are not endorsed by this company in any way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, yes, uh, Hop Tea uh, by uh, uh, Hop Lark. Um, this stuff is great. I, I don't know if uh, Stephen hasn't had it before. Mm. I, I crushed a can of this on the way to pick him up today. <laughs> um, what it is is basically it's it's, it's tea that's brewed uh, like beer, so it's brewed with hops. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to give these guys a special shout out today. This was super tasty. I am a I, I don't drink. I, I I actually haven't had a drink in about a year, mm. um, for for personal reasons. But uh, uh, I do oftentimes miss the, the the nice taste of beer. Of course. And this reminded me of a nice juicy IPA. So, mm. Hoplark, if you're out there, you know this is this is great stuff. Mm. Hit mm-hmm. us up on Twitter. I'd like to talk with y'all more. Yeah, I'm gonna need to try it. I'm gonna need to try it out. Yeah, we need to yeah. go over to the local HEB and pick mm-hmm. you up some, Stephen. See, I, I I was always one of those uh, people that. Was like ah, I'll just drink uh you know I'll just drink vodka or whatever because like all alcohol tastes like crap but I actually <laughs> I actually like beer now so I, uh, yes. I want to give it a try yes yes yeah. yes give it a try it's good um, ah yes <laughs> uh, also good cop bad cop if you guys are fans of Radio Techers from earlier Radio Techers our uh, our football podcast football uh, they they uh, said the show is as impressive as the Liverpool performance against Wolves. It's a good thought. Yes. Steven, what did you think of tonight's NXT TakeOver War Games? It was good. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, there was definitely some lulls in it. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, no show's perfect, uh, as we always say. Mm. Uh, the, this show's definitely uh, not perfect, but it's fine. Uh, there, there were some well, very, very good moments, though. Um Honestly speaking, mm. uh, while this, for, for me at least, and, and please, if uh, viewers out there on YouTube, if you're in the chat, please tell us your thoughts on uh, tonight's NXT TakeOver. What did you think of the show? What, what uh, matches did you like? While I still hold in my heart that Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor is probably NXT's match of the year, mm. for me, yeah, I mean, I know people will probably say like, uh, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. If you count NXT UK, you can. You can count NXT UK. I, I do count NXT UK, uh, and, and that match is definitely up there. That is uh, very, very good. But so, as as far as NXT matches are concerned, I don't think any of the matches on tonight's card are probably as good as that one. But, but, I think, I think that this is probably NXT's best show so far this year. You think so? I feel like it is. That's just me. It, if guys in the chat, if you agree, if you disagree, guys and gals, let us know. But I feel like this is NXT's best show so far this year. I mean, that's fair. That you could certainly make that argument. Uh, 
Yes, uh, I, uh, I do agree with that, Mike. M- Mike is in the chat. Mike JC in the chat says the women's match was good, but booked ass backwards. We will get to that. Yes, uh, I, I feel as though there's a lot of people who might feel that same sentiment mm-hmm. here. Uh, but no, I, I mean, you could definitely make that argument for sure. I, I think really uh, the the thing that brings me down on, on this uh, on this show is one match in particular, uh, and well, like you said, we'll get into it. Uh, but then the 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 men's war games match, uh, while while good, it, it was definitely good. Uh, there's been better. There there's certainly been better. Um, but it, I mean, it is what it is. It still was a very good show. Uh, but man, show show of the year for NXT. That's uh interesting yeah no I, I, I that's just how i feel right now mm. dylan tracy in the chat how's it going dylan hope you're doing well this evening uh Walter versus Dragonov is the match of the year to me no brand splits did a really long talk about it on the ish mm. yeah yeah it's excellent uh i mean look if you count if you count nxt takeover uk uh uh w- with with uh, the whole entire nxt brand i could definitely see i could definitely see the argument for that for sure josh robinson here uh josh robinson zero zero our, our good friend josh how's it going josh hope you're doing well mm. uh don't agree women's match was booked nicely mm-hmm. okay 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 uh mike jc also in the chat i was out of grimes versus loomis because of uh because it was predictable mm. um so I guess let's, yes. let's jump right in because there's a lot of thoughts going on in here in the chat. For and, sure. And I want to make sure that we can cover our bases here. Uh, and please, those of you in the chat with us here, we thank you for being here. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show. If you're doing this on YouTube or on Twitch, we thank you so much. Uh, just hit thank that. Sub- yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell for notifications. We greatly appreciate it. Mm. Steven, Grudy. Yes. NXT TakeOver War Games kicked off tonight with the Women's War Games match. Mm-hmm. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, probably up there with the most, probably top 3% most over talents, and probably in WWE overall, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that by by the promotion and, and the reactions from the crowd. And the tank. And the tank, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, she's huge on, on the Twitter community as far mm-hmm. as wrestling is concerned. Um, uh, I thought this, the, the women's match was particularly brutal tonight. Yes. Uh, in, in like, to, to a surprising degree, uh, yeah. honestly. Um, I, I'll just say right off the bat, I, I did personally prefer, I think, the women's war games match to the men's war games match. Uh, that, that's, both of them are very good. Uh, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, start anything. But, uh, the, the, the women's match, I think, was just that much better. Mm. Uh, just, because it was very consistent all the way throughout. Uh, mm. Lots of really good spots, lots of really good momentum. Mm. Seeing Ember Moon in there was a breath of fresh air. That was really, really cool to see. Uh, this was probably Raquel Gonzalez's best performance. Yeah. I, I mean, 100%. And uh, to your point, very brutal. <laughs> yeah. Very brutal. There, There's a particular spot in the match, and chat, I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> her her new tank was sweet. Yes, Shotzi Blackheart's tank. It even shot yes. a projectile yeah. out, uh, <laughs> It was, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, this Ember Moon spot mm. with Dakota Kai, uh, where <laughs> she flipped and, and did, did her, her finisher on the chair, What's it uh, called? The Eclipse? Or yeah, something the, the like Eclipse. That? Um, something like that. 
Yeah. It's like a flipping stunner thing. Basically, yeah. yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a flipping stunner from the top rope, uh, but onto two chairs, and it looked brutal as all get out. It looked like they both died. Like, it, it was it was nuts, man. It, it was it was a brutal move. I, I, think, I think right when it happened, both of us looked at each other just like, I really hope they're okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked it looked super brutal. Um, I I like how Raquel Gonzalez looked in the match, and obviously with the finish of the match here, we can definitely determine that it looks like she's probably in line for a push. She pinned Io Shirai, uh, so I would say that she's probably in contention for a title shot here at some point soon. Definitely she, seems like she, it. she's going from strength to strength. It seems like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean. With, with this being, uh, you know, like, at least in my opinion, uh, what I would say is Raquel's best performance mm-hmm. uh, so far. I mean, why not? You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Eo's <laughs> kind of gone through everyone else mm-hmm. on the roster. Uh, I mean, you, you need someone else. So, mm. uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast also brings up another excellent spot in the match. Uh, Eo in a trash can from the top of the cage was insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was bonkers. I, I thought it was, uh, <laughs> I thought it was incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I mean, we've I, seen there was a lot in this match that was incredibly dangerous. To be yeah, honest, true. Uh, we've seen Darby Allen do stunts like this before ha- as well. Um, I I didn't really see Io Shirai ever really doing a move like this, but here we are. No, uh, it's, I it's mean, happened. Yeah, Io's always uh, at least for me. She's she's one of those wrestlers that is uh, she's a very good wrestler. Mm. Uh, but she doesn't do a lot of the hardcore stuff necessarily. Mm. I mean, she can and she has, but right. it's it's really not like part of her repertoire. So like seeing that spot from her in this match was was absolutely bonkers. Uh, another really really crazy spot was uh, again with Io Shirai in the trash can, but this time uh, Io Shirai was uh, actually laying down with the trash can over her, or I guess on top of her. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She yeah. was she was wearing it like a oh, helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dakota Kai comes down for for a leg drop uh, right on her, and and it almost looked like Io Shirai was like stuck. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, trash she was, can, like, smushed yeah. inside the trash can. That yeah, part yeah. was brutal. That that was also pretty brutal, man. Mm-hmm. That was also very very brutal. Um, besides the spots of the match, because yes, spots make up the match. And of course, that's that's great. Yes. Um, let me see. I I, I think what uh, Mike. JC in the chat had brought up just moments ago was the the actual psychology of the match that I think some people may have a problem with and that um and this is kind of something I brought up with you earlier and 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 I can agree with this point of view as well uh the psychology of the match typically for war games is uh the baby faces would typically be outnumbered by the heels as the match goes on and then mm-hmm. the last entrant comes in a baby face to even the odds and that it gives the baby faces something to overcome throughout the match against the heels. Right. This match was booked in the reverse fashion, where the heels uh, actually had uh, the um, uh, actually did not have the advantage. The baby faces did, as far mm-hmm. as the numbers go, and they had to try and give you an explanation at, as the match went on. How right. they had Io Shirai beaten up on the outside, and then she finally makes her way back into the ring after she puts the trash can on herself and jumps off the cage. Right, but as we, uh, you know, now that we actually have seen the whole match and seen the finish and everything, uh, it, it kind of makes sense that they booked it that way, considering really this was to push Raquel, it, it seems, you know? 
Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Um, Mike uh, in the chat is uh, is also letting us know he's getting tired of the constant jumping onto a pile that's waiting for you to jump uh, spots. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I agree, Mike, uh, but that's been in wrestling for probably, <laughs> what, 30 years? Yeah. Uh, good cop, bad cop. <laughs> Saying that Mike must have enjoyed the spot with Pat earlier oh, uh, when, when they dropped rough. him. <laughs> it was so rough. We will definitely get to the Pat McAfee yes. spot yes. later. Uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, I, I think that uh, uh, she will be in line for a title shot very, very soon. Yep. I, I liked the I, I liked this match a lot, Stephen. Yep. I really, really did. Absolutely. Uh, match of the night for me. Uh, I, I, wow. I, oh, yeah. I, I absolutely enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought it was, you know, entertaining all the way throughout. Very good spots, good momentum. Yeah, match of the night. I'm I'm locking it in. Wow. Okay. <laughs> good stuff then. Yeah. Um, guys, listen. Um, I'm a pretty fickle wrestling fan. Okay. Where's this going? Um, but but if there's two guys out there that I'm a really really big fan of, moving on to this next match here. It's Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. These two guys have a special place in my heart as far as just pro wrestling goes. They they, mm. they embody pro wrestling to me. Absolutely. It's, it's the brutality, it's the it's 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 violence. It's this this match was yes, the the start was a bit slow in terms of like, oh, they're actually wrestling each other. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought they were just gonna gonna grapple and then the world explodes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, we actually got a, a really great wrestling contest here between Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, yeah, it got brutal at parts, even to uh, the the point in which Timothy Thatcher's ear was bleeding. I'm not sure yeah. what happened there. I don't know if it's like a cut in his ear or if he busted an eardrum. I'm ho- I'm hoping it's not the latter. I feel like if he busted an eardrum, they probably wouldn't have like let the match continue necessarily. I don't know. It's Timothy I, I, Thatcher. I mean, neither do he, I. He probably would have been like, get out of my way. I'm fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he grows more chest hair. Of course. And then, yeah, <laughs> then the match continues. <laughs> um, this match was particularly hard-hitting, particularly brutal, and, and I did like how it got to showcase a side of Tommaso Ciampa that we rarely get to see, and that's that's how technically good he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, too, because, uh, you know, when, when I first saw this match on the card i was like okay this is going to be a, like a death fight this is going to be brutal as all hell and, and you know we we definitely got a little bit of that for sure uh especially you know like you said with, with timothy thatcher uh some part of his ear uh getting busted open and, mm-hmm. and bleeding out there uh we, we definitely got a little bit of that brutality but but we got more of a straight up wrestling match than i thought we would uh, mm-hmm. From these two guys, which is definitely not a bad thing. I, I think both of them did very, very well with with that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of style for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the brutality mostly came from Timothy Thatcher, uh, and, and then a lot of the technicality came from came from Ciampa, which was really, really cool to see. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you. It was a very, very good match. Uh, it, it was a little out of left field for me because I, I didn't think we were going to get this style of match from them. Mm. Uh, but I'm glad we did. It was good. I'm glad as well. And, and then at the end, you kind of have like this this mutual respect thing mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Ciampa and Thatcher. And I and I think that that's great. 
You Absolutely. Know, uh, I, I like how it was kind of one of those moments where they're they're staring each other down and it's like game recognizes game. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're a monster. Yeah. So, oh, you're a monster. So am I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. Mm. Um, Steven, what what do you feel like is the trajectory for these two men going forward? Because we've seen Champa. He's had he's had his title runs. We we even named him uh, wrestler of uh, the year. Uh, uh, our 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 first ever wrestler of the year mm-hmm. uh, for, for, well for the Headlock Talk Awards mm-hmm. through the uh, Fantasy Warfare series, which I guess we we need to probably start that discussion. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close to the end of the year. Um, I mean, so there's 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 Champa. Obviously, he's had his glories, right. but but Thatcher. Uh, Thatcher is very much up and coming still. Uh, I mean, th- these two men are about the same age. Can we get, do we have potential to see a title shot here for Thatcher sometime down the road? I know he just lost and probably Mike in the chat is not going to like the fact that he's losing and maybe getting a title shot in right. the near future. But if he can string together some wins and earn it, I mean, is that something that you're, I mean, would you would you be interested in that? I mean, to answer your question honestly, one hundred percent. Would would I be interested in that? Absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you. Timothy Thatcher is—he's uh, fantastic. Definitely one of the best in, in NXT for sure. Um, you know, uh, he might not be everyone's favorite, but he's extremely consistent. Uh, Timothy Thatcher puts consistently great matches out, and, and that's—I don't think anyone can argue with that, honestly. And I mean, yeah, he's losing right now, but but there's nothing to say that if he doesn't. Uh, uh, or if he does, you know, string together, uh, you know, three, four, or five wins uh, here and there that that he couldn't go for the title, I, I would certainly be in line to to watch that. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, where he goes and uh, what he does next, and whether that includes Tommaso Ciampa, I'm not sure though. Perhaps. Uh, D- Dylan Tracy in the chat. Triple H on the post show media call mentioned no one has any serious injuries, so Thatcher probably just got a slight cut. So thank God that's uh, that's good. Yeah, you would do not want a ruptured eardrum. I can tell you that. No, I 100%. was honestly sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, I was honestly worried about both Timothy Thatcher and Pat McAfee. So uh, glad to see that no one was seriously injured. True. Uh, Mike JC, I don't think Thatcher Chomp is over yet. I don't know what else th- there is to do for him in NXT, though. Uh, Thatcher, all Thatcher has to do to get a title shot is to attack Finn. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's how things typically work in WWE. I imagine you just attack the champion. Of course, that's the that's the quick it's the quick way to the title because <laughs> story. Yeah, yeah, continuity. What's that? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what is earning a title shot? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's Timothy Thatcher, man. I mean, just give him a shot. <laughs> just give, just give him the shot. <laughs> um, next match on the card. I know we're kind of breezing through this uh, NXT Takeover review, but uh, there is there is another piece of business I want to talk about here tonight besides NXT Takeover, and that's uh, that's the 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 recent AEW uh, show as well. We we do want to talk a little bit about Sting and Omega mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, Moxley and Impact and all that good jazz, of course. Um, but of course, let's 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 finish up here and move on to the next match. Dexter Loomis defeated Cameron Grimes via submission in the strap match uh, with a modified Anaconda vice. Uh, uh, Stephen, uh, impressions on on Dexter Loomis? Uh, what what do you make of, uh, of of Dexter Loomis so far here in NXT? Uh, I actually like Dexter Loomis. Uh, he, I mean, he's uh, 
he's weird, like for sure. Uh, I I feel like that's the point, though. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that's kind of what they're going for. Uh, but but no, I, I think he's I think he's very capable in the ring. Uh, personally, uh, I, I mean Cameron Grimes is definitely capable in the ring, and and Dexter Loomis was able to to keep up with him, which was nice. Uh, I, I like his look. He he looks like a he looks like a crazy person. Looks like a madman. Uh, yeah, I, I like Dexter Loomis. Um, this match was something though. <laughs> it was, it was, and I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure in what direction that goes in. Um, let me see here. Uh, Good cop, bad cop, wrestling podcast in the chat. Put Thatcher in with Dexter. Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Dylan Tracy does give us an update here. Uh, no serious injuries were reported, but then he did point. Uh, Triple H uh, pointed out that Candice LeRae might have a broken arm. So. Hmm. That, that, I mean, that sounds pretty serious. That, that, but... does, that does sound serious. Hmm. Uh, Dylan Tracy says, straight to the moon, Cameron Grimes, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like Dexter Loomis uh, to the extent that um, that I don't like Taichi from New <laughs> Japan. Um, I, I think that's an, it's an interesting character. I think that uh, um, while very, very strange... I think that uh, that that Dexter Loomis, he he's this interesting combination of like uh, Hannibal Lecter and and Jason Voorhees mm. and and then like John Wayne Gacy because right. of, because of the drawing stuff, of course, not not because of uh, other things that you know whatever. Hit the dislike button. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Cameron Grimes and and and, and Dexter Loomis so do seem to be a bit of an odd couple, and as far as this match goes, yeah, as, stylistically, yeah. I mean, it, plus it's a strap match, and I I think you had said you'd point out that you're not a fan of the strap matches. Why is that, Stephen? I just they all go the same way. It, it, it's all just. I mean, there, there's only so much you can do with it. Like two guys connected at the wrist with a strap. Mm-hmm. That. There's not much different that you can do between two two different matches, you know. Like I I put the I put the strap match in the same category as other gimmick matches, like like the Inferno match or like, <laughs> or like buried alive matches, where it's just like cool. I I would much prefer to just have a straight up fight than than have the this weird like strap. Like it, it's just dumb to me. It, it doesn't. It I don't get the appeal. I it doesn't make any sense to me personally. Uh, I don't know. I know I'm I'm getting heated right now, but like, so everyone I mean, always goes for the strap match, and they're like, "Oh my god, yes, it's gonna be a strap match." It's like, why are you excited for that? So, so where where do you put this match? I guess overall in the night. I mean, did you did you not? This like, is the weakest match. On you the felt card. this was the weakest for me. Yeah, wow. and okay. and that's 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 not Dexter Loomis's fault. It's not Cameron Grimes' fault. It's it's the strap match's fault, and that might be my fault for not liking mm. that particular stipulation i'm not saying it was a bad match mm. it was a good match i would say it was a good match for what it is but i don't like strap matches so it just falls flat for me personally that's fair enough hey uh dylan tracy in the chat um let me see here triple h just said in the media call that he's gonna try and get taker more involved in nxt thoughts i want to know what that means what like more involved how maybe in like a coaching role awesome i i that's awesome i, I would say yeah if yeah. It, like 
who else better to learn from mm-hmm. really like like <laughs> yeah yeah if he's gonna be a coach yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um, if you want to keep him it's like yeah let's bring on the undertaker to be part of the production team i mean okay <laughs> yeah i mean he's got good taste in lights hey he's got sure. he knows how to work pyro you know yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> no yeah uh undertaker if 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 he worked with somebody like a dexter loomis or if they would just listen to me and bring back Alistair Black in yes. and put him into NXT like they really should because they're not using him at all not not even they're, they're not using him incorrectly they're just not using him at all right imagine what the undertaker could do teaching wise with somebody like Alistair Black absolutely i i mean there there's there's several people i think in NXT right now that that could benefit from having undertaker uh you know in, in their corner i i mean uh Kieran cross damian priest uh, like you said if they do bring Alistair black in there there there's plenty of people that could benefit from that so if if what he means by having undertaker involved in nxt is is in like a, a coaching uh kind of standpoint yeah absolutely please bring it on mm-hmm. um does he need to be an on-screen person no no he doesn't mm. well there you go i hope that answers your question dylan uh damo in the chat demo damo uh let me know. Uh, Klopp versus Martin Tyler in a strap match. I, I'd like to see it. Or or uh, Jurgen Klopp versus Chris Wilder in a strap match. There you go. Or in like a or in like an Inferno match. Oh or, goodness. Or or in like a loser leaves town match. Because <laughs> we all know who's winning that fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, again, Radio Techers. You know every. Every other day on <laughs> shooting the sports ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, Alistair, uh, Dylan, Tracy, and the chat. Alistair uh, Taker would be too sweet. Absolutely. 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 Yep. Um, back to NXT. Yes. Uh, the fourth match on the card: North American Championship. Johnny Gargano defeated Leon Ruff and uh, Damian Priest mm. uh, to win the North American Championship for the third time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He, Johnny Takeover. Mm. Uh, I felt as though this was the weakest match on the card. You think so? I felt as though it was the weakest. I'm I'm not really quite sure if I get anything out of Leon Ruff. And, and, and if I'm wrong, guys in the chat, guys and gals, please tell me how I'm wrong. I would love to hear from it uh, for, from you. I would love to hear why I'm wrong. I I personally just don't I I don't I'm not getting anything out of Leon Ruff. Yeah, the the I I think the I think and, the challenging thing here uh with, with Leon Ruff is that it, it, he could it, it could be anybody. We don't get anything from that position being filled by Leon Ruff. Right. It, you know what I mean? Well, and 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 maybe I should rephrase because I, as an in-ring talent He's been phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's been Absolutely. great as an in-ring talent. What I mean, just for clarification, is that I don't understand. Maybe like they, I, I guess they they tried to, to to I guess give us this impression of Leon Ruff. He beat Johnny Gargano. He he then won by disqualification. Yes, it, he is supposed to be this fluke champion, but then he's like really great in the ring. Um, maybe it's just a little bit so much so soon, and that they just used him. As a as a um, like a, a plot advancement here, I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, I feel like as a character he deserves a lot better. I'm just not sure why he fit into this feud. Mm-hmm. 
uh, when this feud has just been all about Gargano and um, and Priest so far. Yeah. No. If, if I'm wrong, please tell me. I, w- I would love for more people to, to, to tell me why I'm wrong. No, I, I completely agree, honestly. It, it, but like you said, if you guys uh, agree or disagree, let us know in the chat. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to hear what, what you guys think about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, Leon Rush, though, very good in, in the ring. I, I completely agree with that. I just don't really understand what, what his uh, what his character is in, in this storyline, what, what the what the point of it is. And that may be my problem as well, is that I don't I don't know who he is besides like he's the he's the up and comer who like surprised and shocked the world and beat Johnny Gargano fair and square. Mm-hmm. Well, not really because yeah, well, Damian Priest kind of yeah. won the title for him. Um Mike JC in the chat says the most lackluster reveal in this match. Yes, the ghost face uh crew seemingly led by Austin Theory. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah. Uh and he now- even seemingly seemed to joke about it he was like all along it's like yeah. okay. he, he was making a a a vince mcmahon reference mm. uh where vince mcmahon was the uh the higher power right back when uh, the ministry of darkness was a thing almost 30 years ago yikes i wonder who wrote that part in um <laughs> so uh austin theory teaming with johnny gargano one of the people I love most, Johnny Gargano, teaming with one of the people I like probably least Yikes. on the NXT roster, Austin Theory. Um, m- more for personal reasons, I guess. Right. Um, but what are you going to do, Steven? <sighs> Apparently, you're going to have a lackluster reveal. That's what Apparently, you're going to have a lackluster yeah. reveal. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean... What, what, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. what, Was I wrong for seeing Johnny Gargano winning a mile away? Like, like I felt like it was obvious from the beginning that Johnny Gargano was going to win this thing. I mean, I really thought it would be Damien personally. Really, uh, I, I did. Yeah, uh, I, I think I even mentioned it. I, I thought it was going to be Damien for sure. Uh, I, I thought they were going to to milk the the whole mm. you know Johnny Schmarmy heel thing, which, which they've been really high on recently. Which depending on who you ask, really, really works or really, really doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of the camp that it really, really doesn't, personally, just because I, Johnny's not a heel, and it just doesn't work for me. But whatever, that's that's beside the point. I mean, yeah. um, but So I, I really thought that it was going to be Damien and that they were going to keep milking the thing with Johnny, but um, but here we are. I mean, John, Johnny got the victory here, um, which is funny because I think Damien had a better showing than Johnny did. Yeah, I was rather impressed with Damian Priest tonight. I thought that he had a really, really good display. I thought that he um, uh, he performed very well. Um, he may have even had a better performance and showing than Johnny Gargano did, which is uh, highly impressive. I think absolutely. Um, it's funny because I remember you know months and months and months ago when when uh, Damian Priest first came on the scene in NXT, uh, I was very not for Damian Priest at all. I, I did not care for him. Uh, I didn't like him in the ring. I didn't like his character. He's making me come around, man. He, he's making me come around for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's he's actually very good in the ring now. Uh, his his kicks are phenomenal. I like his kicks. They're, they're, they're very, very he good. He does know how to throw a good kick, yeah, Steve. It, it's Absolutely. very good. But uh, yeah, props to him for uh, kind of bringing me around. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Mike JC in the chat, he's got a, a few things that he wants to point out here. He thought that Ruff would finally get the win on his own with Gargano taking the pin. That would be a logical thing to do. Yeah. Almost too logical, <laughs> you would you would say, for, for this environment. But yes, um, I, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'd ha- I would have no complaints about that finish. Damien needs to go for the world title. Ooh. I'd be down. Yeah, I mean, we really probably could use this uh, opportunity because I think we, we've seen here, it looks like Finn Balor's coming back really uh, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Is what it seems like, and then also earlier in the night we had a promo package that was seemingly uh, a reference to uh, uh, Killer Cross, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Carrion Cross rather, um, about him coming back. I imagine him and Fitton are going to have a, a, a decent feud, you know, uh, over the title if and when that t- that time comes. Um, I imagine that uh, you could line up. Uh, guys like Thatcher or guys like Damian Priest to go for the title now. Um, I mean, it does seem as though both Ciampa and Gargano, who are the the stars, uh, like the old heads, uh, I guess, of this crop of talent, um, you know, they're they're I guess more in the business of helping uh, put over uh, the talent as they make way. Uh, Certainly seems like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look. You won't hear any complaints from me if you want to put Champa in the title scene. Oh no, like a hundred percent. But uh, to your point, I, I do agree with you. I think they're they're more so. Um, I, I don't want to use the term stepping stones because that that doesn't necessarily give them enough credit. But but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean they're um, again. This is not pro- this is probably not the right term, but 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 gatekeepers. I right, think right. would be the would be the term here. Gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the ones where if you get a win over them, that's that's the big launching pad i mean that's that's right. why everybody i think that's a big part of why everybody was ecstatic about leon ruff is it because it was johnny gargano you know i mean that's that's a that's a big win for for a guy uh just getting started really uh, sure. in his wwe career so yeah uh let me see here conrad in the chat he says hey guys what's going on conrad hope you're doing well conrad at everything pro wrestling also a great show yes uh so yeah make sure to check out uh conrad and his thoughts i'm I'm sure that he's got thoughts on tonight's show conrad if you're in the chat let us know what you're thinking here um uh, anything else you want to add to that triple threat um so I, I'm I'm very uh, interested to hear that that uh, you think it was the weakest match on the card. I, I actually think this match was uh, much much better than it had like any right being, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the the whole stipulation of it and, and storyline going into it was very very confusing. Didn't make a lot of sense on, on why the the things that were happening were happening. But then they all three went out there and still did put on a very very good match. Uh, really, my my only complaint about the match would would be um, Leon Ruff getting you know pushed through the barricade and, and then he comes out like you know five minutes later or, or whatever it is. That part was kind of weird. But other than that, I thought you know all three guys were were very very good in the ring. I could have done without the, the ghost face things, but I, I mean it, it is what it is. In, in terms of uh, all the in ring stuff, I thought it was very very good. I, th- I think if if it came down to it. And and I had to give you a reason why, and 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 probably one reason you probably won't won't necessarily subscribe to this, and maybe maybe the people in the chat won't subscribe to it either, and I, that, and that's fine. Um, hey, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, man. Exactly. That's what that's what makes us all different people. The more you know, 
The, the more you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our Saturday morning special, <laughs> <laughs> our PBS uh, special edition episode, um, NBC, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, th- I think that part of it is Leon Ruff, uh, the Leon Ruff storyline, seemingly. Uh, it, it it was a nice twist to what was going on with Damien Priest and Johnny Gargano, um, you know. But you have to ask yourself maybe how necessary it was. I think it made the match better. Mm-hmm. Leon Ruff being in it, I think that Leon Ruff made put that that match next step because. And I don't know if you you probably won't agree with me on this, but I I felt as though this match as a match was still better than what Gargano and Damien Priest did. Uh, you know, at their at their last takeover, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that this maybe also speaks to the quality of the matches overall on the card, and that this was the what I felt was the worst one, right? Right, because all the other matches were better. I thought, right? Not saying this match was bad though. Not saying that this match was bad at right. all. I just probably out of all of them, I probably liked this one the least. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of that too is not just because of like the storyline interjection. Um, but also more so because of the ghost face stuff, the Austin theory reveal. See, I, it's funny cause I forgot about the Austin theory reveal uh-huh. like the second after it happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, all right, whatever. Like who cares? That match was cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Conrad in the chat, uh, Chompa and Gargano, uh, are hard to keep fresh. Yeah. See, I, I can definitely agree with that point. I, I think for me, yeah, they they'll always be fresh. I, I mean, like they're they're two of my favorite guys, and they can just keep doing what they're doing, and I'll I'll love it forever. But uh, trying to keep them fresh for newer viewers might be a, a little difficult. I think uh, I do agree with this point here. Heel Gargano feels so forced. Yeah, absolutely. Percent. Uh, uh, Gargano saying "wah" instead of "war" and Candace correcting him at the start was very cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, very true. I, I feel like that's a lot of uh, the the heel Gargano Candace interactions is very cringeworthy. Do at you? Least in my opinion. I, I feel like sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, you're but fine. I think Candace pulls the heel off far better than Gargano does, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like Candace comes off as a natural heel, heel, whereas a lot of what Gargano does is like cheating, but with all, but also with dad jokes, right? I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else, but yeah. it makes sense in my head. Right, right. It's like, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, that makes him a bad guy. Let, let me ask you this: yeah. it, it, Do you feel and and, and chat pe- people in the chat? Please tell me if you agree or not. Uh, do you guys feel like because Gargano and Champa's stars burned so brightly over the course of the last three years that it's now become so difficult for them to maintain? that similar like degree of of importance or spotlight it's a very interesting question for sure yeah it, you're, you're you're very low in your chair steve yeah oh am i <laughs> like you're like the microphone is like above you i'm like looking in the monitor i'm like mm, something's wrong Sorry. here um <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean that that's a very interesting question uh i feel like you could argue it both ways honestly um they they can't win all the time. They mm. they can't be the big stars all the time. Uh, it, it at that point, 
even even me and you, a super fan of, of the two of them, w- yeah. ev- might even be like, okay, maybe that's too much. And, and so the difficult thing is how do you kind of bring them back a little bit and, and not have them be the, the brightest burning stars in NXT, but not to the point where they burn out completely. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's why you get things like the Gargano heel turn um, where, you know, they're just trying something different with with Gargano, uh, something different, and, and then maybe later uh, we can pop back into what you know what he used to be, uh, so to speak, or who he used to be. Um, and, and then with Champa, he's almost kind of been the same dude, to be honest. Mm. Um, and, and he's just been you know just kind of doling it out with people. Mm-hmm. And, and I can I can certainly see uh, why some people would would be, eh, you know, kind of over it. At this point, I'm mm. certainly not just because Champa is like probably my favorite wrestler ever. It's either it's either him or Moxley, honestly. At this point, um, shout out dream matches. Yeah, right. Uh, and so I, I will personally never get tired of Champa, but they don't make NXT for me. They they make it for for millions of other people, and so it, it's it's just a really really tough balancing act of keeping them relevant but not overshadowing all of the new talent that they have. And I, I will say I, I give them props for what they're doing, but at the same time, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Johnny Heel stuff, but that's just me. Mm, mm. I, I, um, just just to, to, to finalize this, and we'll move on to the main event here. Um, I, I feel like the way that they project Tommaso Ciampa is a lot more genuine than the, it is the way that they they um, I guess reinforce maybe Johnny Gargano's heel uh, persona. It does feel a lot less forced because you're you, you Champa's played this guy the last three or four years. He hasn't mm-hmm. had to change his character all that much at all. He's right. always been this degree of guy. He's never been a uh, necessarily a good guy, um, but I mean at times he's not nearly been as a much of a heel, <laughs> perhaps as as maybe you know. he was in the past. Um, so I mean, I think that there's maybe something to be said for that. Um, with that being said, main event time, Stephen. Yes. Uh, war games between Undisputed Era and then Team Pat McAfee. Uh, obviously, Pat McAfee. Go figure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorkin. Uh, this match, I felt like it. So it started out really, really well with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's. Um, I've meant, I've said this before on the show, but this was, this was kind of like the Spider-Man meme, where it was like, uh, they, they're pointing at each, you know, the, the, the spider. It's you. You're, you're, you're me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like that, that was very much the case here with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Um, and we just got to see that also as the match developed on. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt as though maybe this wasn't nearly as good as main events, war games, and main events that we've seen in years past. But I felt it was it was still very very good. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty much my uh, my takeaway from this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it maybe wasn't as good as. Uh, War games in the past, like the war games with Viking Raiders, that was fantastic. Oh yeah, last um, year's uh, was it was it last year's war games? Was it? I, oh, man, I, I think it was the no two the years year ago. before. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the year before that. It was a uh, Pete Dunn, 
uh, Ricochet mm. and the War Raiders versus Undisputed Era. Yeah, that was a good yep. one. That was a very very good match. Um, so you know, definitely not as good as that one, but but still a very good match. I think uh, I think the honestly the highlights here would be uh, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pat McAfee. Surprisingly, mm. uh, honestly, um, but but yeah, I I, I thought it was good. Um, I, I think. A lot of the one-on-one stuff uh, was the highlights uh, of the matches, whereas uh, a lot of the team stuff got very, very muddled, almost uh, mm-hmm. a little overdone. Um, I, I think the, especially the that ending spot where um, where uh, you know all three guys were in between the the cage and the ropes, mm-hmm. and Undisputed Era mm-hmm. just kind of kept going back and forth with like knees to the face and and like body shots and things like that. And it, it happened like forty times in a row. It's just like okay, cool. Like I get yeah. it. Um, the, a, a lot of those types of spots were were kind of lost on me. Uh, I think they they were just like very muddled and, and very like okay, we're doing this to get to the next spot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the one-on-one stuff I thought was very, very good, uh, especially Pat McAfee stuff. And then, of course, the the stuff with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. Very, very good. Well, and then, uh, I mean, they're... Uh... I think that that's that's kind of what the the logic is now for the war games matches is that hey this we're gonna we're gonna give you a bunch of spots right, right and right. that's fine yeah right I don't mind that you're gonna give me a bunch of spots in fact I'm probably gonna mark out for a bunch of them most of them yeah most absolutely of them. Um, like the Pat McAfee one at the end where he does the swanton and nobody catches him dude that was so rough <laughs> i felt so bad for him uh, he landed right on his ass right on the ass and you can that that impact man you can hear it you, you can see it you can feel it it was it was nuts it was rough um, he played it off and, but yeah he got back up and he got back in the match, man. Mm-hmm. Can't, and can't fault him for that, dude. I'm gonna can't fault him for that. I'm gonna reiterate what what we said the the last time he had his match with Adam Cole. Look, no, he's not the best wrestler of all time, but he is probably the best celebrity wrestler of all time. Honestly, like, dude, the amount of talent that that he has in there, and, and the amount of dedication to to do spots like that. When you when you are are not by any means a, a trained professional wrestler, like the the biggest biggest of props to Pat McAfee, honestly. Well, and and he he took that Canadian destroyer yet again, and yep. and and and, yep. and 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 props here too to 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 Adam Cole and to the psychology of this here, because we I've complained about it before that. And and so so many people online. I'm sure that I'm not alone in this argument whatsoever. But you know, we went through a, a large period of AEW, and it's not it's not all just AEW. NXT was guilty of this too. Right. But where where the Canadian Destroyer, or of course in this case the Panama Sunrise, right? It was used as a transition move to somebody else's finisher. It, like so, you would get hit with a Canadian destroyer, and the person getting hit with the move would get right back up, and it would be set up for another move. Right? Props to Adam Cole and NXT for being like, "Hey, let's try and make this into an actual finisher." Right. And the more that Adam Cole has transitioned into a babyface, the more he's been able to use this as like a deadly move that can end the match. Right. Right. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that you're going for the pin attempt uh, after the Panama Sunrise. 
That's how it should be. That's how it should be. Honestly. And props to Pat McAfee for not only taking the move and like doing the move and having it executed correctly, because that's that's a hard move to do, first mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard move to do, hard move to take as well. Yeah. yeah. You, you're talking about two... You have to have two guys or girls in this, uh, in, 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 depending on whatever the case is, right? Uh, one front-flipping, the other one back-flipping in synchronization together... Right, uh, that's uh, redundant. Whatever, uh, you have to do a synchronized flipping between yeah. two people in opposite directions. It's difficult. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't even do a backflip, let alone do a backflip while hugging someone who is also doing a front flip. Like, I, <laughs> that's, that is difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Um, but but props to him for like he sold the move and. And the last time that they had the match, this was a callback to the last match. I enjoy that they added this callback in the last time Adam Cole and Pat McAfee had a match together. That was, I mean, they did, they did, they executed that move. Adam Cole goes for the pin. Pat McAfee kicks out at two. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I did also like that, uh, right before that Pat McAfee tried to go for it. Mm. And, uh, I, I don't know. It just, Good character work by him, I think. Yeah. The, the the team moves, the team dynamics between both teams and them setting up like combinations and moves. And then the final flurry to the finish was great, I mm-hmm. thought. So yeah, I've I, I I really, really like this match. Is it is it better than Team Ricochet versus you know Undisputed Era? Um probably not there's not many matches that are that you know from takeover war games in years past that 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 are better than that one yeah. is it better than last year's war games with team champa versus undisputed era probably not um but i i did feel as though this for me personally i would say that this and the women's war games match are probably on point on on level with each other here tonight, I, I can't I can't split hairs between the two as far as match of the night goes. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, I, I mean that's fair enough. Uh, that you you provided a very good argument, uh, so I can't necessarily disagree mm-hmm. with you. I think for for me personally, I would say the women's match is just a just a hair, just just a mm-hmm. hair over this one uh, personally. J- just because I, I feel like that was a little bit uh, a little bit better thought out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the I think it flowed a little bit better. Uh, whereas this one definitely had, you know, great spots, great, great mm-hmm. one-on-one stuff. And, and, uh, you know, like, like you said, a great callback with the Panama sunrise and everything. Uh, I just felt like there was a lot of space in, in between a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think our, our, our buddy Mike in the chat has kind of alluded to here, um, saying that, uh, right here says this match would have been match of the night if it hadn't gone a half hour longer than it needed to. And I, I kind of agree with him there. I, I think uh, I, I think there was just a lot of space, a lot of space uh, that that really wasn't needed. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, this match did go for about forty-five minutes. Um, it's very long. Well, you it would need you would need eighteen minutes to just fill in the people coming into the match. I mean, yeah, it's true. So it's true. I mean, uh, hmm. <laughs> but then that's a it's another another half hour on top of that. Hey, you know I, I'm fine with it. Well, I, I think I think Mike JC is uh, I think he's I know he's I'm I'm he, he's exaggerating for a comedic effect. I know, but uh, I know. I'm giving uh, but Mike a hard time. But I agree with his sentiment. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, well, guys, uh, we're going to transition here. We're going to talk a little bit about AEW, uh, you know, uh, before we before we head on out of here. But you know, as we do that, please, if you're in the chat, tell us what you thought was match of the night. We would love to hear from you and know what your match of the night was here tonight. Um, as we do that, uh, we obviously got to talk about AEW. Man, uh, AEW pulled off a really big episode of Dynamite yes. uh, on a bunch of different levels. Um, obviously, most notably here, uh, Sting, who's a uh, WWE Legends contract uh, expired, I guess. I mean, that's the only explanation I have. They sold a bunch of his merch uh, on sale, marked it down really, really low, got rid of all the merch, and then Sting shows up on Dynamite yeah. to come to the rescue of uh, Cody and Darby Allen. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Mike did give us an update. Shave off 15 minutes then. Uh, fair, <laughs> fair. fair enough. Hey, I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like a good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast says, uh, women's war games. Uh, I believe that that was their match of the night. Uh, yeah, completely agree. It was good. Good, good match. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good match. Um, Steven sting. What do you make of sting showing up in the AEW now? Yeah, I mean it's. It's <laughs> all right. That's not a shining endorsement. No, I mean it's, um, it's, it's cool, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, I, I I don't have the nostalgia for for Sting that that a lot of people do, uh, and so maybe I'm not the best person to ask about this, honestly. But um, I I don't care like I, I i could not care less honestly um and, and, and that's nothing against sting wow. like i wow. i'm not saying i don't like sting right like i i i'm definitely a fan of sting i, I i've seen a lot of his matches uh i, I was watching tna uh w- whenever sting was in tna and, and so like I, i'm familiar with sting uh but like he, he, i don't know man i i don't know it i will say this it was a very cool reveal it's a very cool moment the snow was cool. You're right. But uh, look, Sting is he's, he's not my guy. So it is what it is. I mean, and that's all well and good. I, I think that the, the thing is, is like Sting, it, like for, for, for people who grew up with like WCW at first, um, Sting is like like Undertaker level of, of like legendary for, for a lot of folks right. out there, right? Um, obviously, I have some pretty big concerns. Last time that we saw Sting, uh, Seth Rollins effectively ended his career. Uh, uh, he's got uh, quite the uh, quite the injury issue, um, and it's something that you don't necessarily just fix, right? Um, Especially at his age. Plus, yes, he is getting a bit older now. Um, now there is the the thought that he's there to help develop talent. Um, and they're saying, well, maybe he might not do a whole lot in the ring. Uh, true. You know, he, maybe he might not. Um, but they clearly put him, uh, it, with a profile on their website with a win loss record next to it. So he's obviously going to be doing matches. It, it seems like, yeah. um, you would have to be so careful with sting. Like, and, and and I'm not saying like I don't trust AEW at all as far as the talent is concerned to be careful with Sting. But if WWE is supposed to be the the place that prides itself on safety, uh and AEW it prides itself on being 
the exciting alternative. Right. You don't really get exciting without doing something a little bit more dangerous than normal. Um, how you do this with Sting, do you make him into a, a, an odd version of himself where he's almost like Goldberg, where you can't like touch him and he's just destroying people at right. will and you use him for very special moments? Maybe you do that. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. Look, the the thing that the thing that's confusing to me is, uh, you know, you, AEW has been has been spending all this time, uh, you know, building up uh, all, all this new talent. You know, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, uh, I mean, Brian Cage, uh, so so many of these uh, of these guys, and why why do you need Sting in the ring? Is really the the question that I have now. If if you want to have Sting come in, uh, you know, as as a coach or, or some kind of background, uh, you know, talent or worker to to help with with the talent there, awesome. That I, I think that's great, right? Uh, Sting has uh, has a lot of experience, a lot of uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of experience in the industry that that he can you know give to some younger talent. But um, if you want to bring him here having matches, I mean, that's kind of uh, against the entire mantra of AEW, is it not? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It, it, it kind of is. <laughs> um, uh, Mike JC in the chat. Uh, says uh, T N A E W C W. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Probably more pertinent to the industry as a whole is the big news about uh, well, Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley for the AEW title. I think that's something that we all sh- probably should have seen a mile away. Absolutely. I, um, yeah. I think I think both of us called it too. Yeah. So uh, I think this was this was the right time. They did in quite shocking manner. Uh, in quite a shocking manner, though. Yeah, that's um, true. because it looks like uh, they will be uh, Kenny Omega will be managed uh, by one of the uh, the on screen, uh, I guess, owners uh, or or I, I guess uh, managers producer. of producer of Impact, um, which is great. Yeah, you have a, have a nice sip of drink over there. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's empty. It's empty. <laughs> um, uh, so so we're basically we're gonna have Kenny Omega on Impact, uh, this Tuesday. Uh, Crazy, which is nuts. I, yeah, it's a strange um, sentence. I mean, we we may even expect to see John Moxley on Impact, hmm? yeah. uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega is also going to do an interview on uh, Dynamite as well. Um, it, it's it's all very very interesting. Um, this this war between this potential war between AEW and and, and Impact. Uh, this 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 new partnership that seems to be um, uh, I guess going on here between these two companies. And this is exactly. Uh, what what Kenny Omega and 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 you know Cody and Tony Khan have all kind of talked about is their willingness and their openness to working with other companies mm-hmm. to further advance wrestling as a whole. Right. Um, that's why they've been after this New Japan partnership for so long. That's why they've been after um, you know some of these uh, um, you know other. Uh, 
you know other, other companies like they, they tried partnering with uh, with a company out of China they've tried they, they're partnered with with uh, AAA in Mexico you know um, they've partnered obviously with NWA very very recently yeah so we'll see what happens very successfully there. too very successfully uh, Mike JC in the chat is saying uh, reports are saying Omega's impact appearance is a one off uh, for Don Callis to appear on AEW maybe and to set up a, a good brothers aw match again maybe um yeah and, and, and that's it i mean we've seen these reports in the past um you know whether or not that this comes to fruition i guess is just a matter of, of waiting and seeing right you know i i mean i have no doubt that there's probably some validity to those uh those reports um but as with a lot of things plans change as time goes right yeah. Um, I mean, they could be like, "Oh yeah, that was great. Why don't we do something again next week?" Mm-hmm. And then, and then we're we're off on another tangent, right? Right, right. Um, I guess, what do you make of this impact partnership, Stephen? And what kind of matchups would you like to see with, uh, with this here? Because FTR started calling out the Motor City Machine Guns mm-hmm. and the North, uh, which those would be two very exciting tag team matches for sure. Uh, you you could do the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, which is what uh, was rumored to be the first big tag team feud in mm-hmm. AEW until uh, you know those plans changed and the Good Brothers signed uh, uh, back with WWE. This was. Ages ago, this mm-hmm. was talked on a uh, talking shop mania, um, or a talking shop podcast. I, I mean, I've, I, I have, you know, time. I, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. To to answer your question, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, uh, in one word, it is, is it's exciting. Um. Mm. It's also a little confusing in, in uh, I, I guess how they did it. Um. Just because it's exciting in the sense that AEW is, uh, you know, continuing its, uh, its, uh, I don't know, I guess expansion uh, mm-hmm. um, with, you know, other promotions. You know, you mentioned uh, NWA and and everything. Now we're now we're talking about Impact and, and possibly Ring of Honor and New Japan in the future. Um, and I mean, look, it's gonna happen at some point. Wow. It, it, look, if they're if they're partnering partnering with impact it'll happen with new japan but anyways i digress um with (laughs) with with impact and and the way they did it specifically was very strange to me just because um aw is a much bigger company than than impact is they have a lot more eyes on them than than impact does and uh i figured a, a kind of announcement like this wouldn't have been done with a, a in kayfabe screw job uh, f- for the the biggest title in, in AEW, uh, I thought that was a very strange way to do it. Mm. Personally, uh, it, it it didn't necessarily like rub me the wrong way. I was just very confused by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know. This seems like a, a very very big boon for Impact and, and kind of a waste of time for AEW to to a certain degree, but. Uh, I, I don't want to say waste of time, but it, it's it's more. Oh, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. You, it, you, it, you it feel bodes, as though this is a very one-sided relationship. Yes, it, it bodes well for the future and, and bodes well for how AEW sees interacting with other promotions. Uh, but in this situation, it was weird, and the way they handled this situation. I. I I know we're running short on time, but I'll give you just a brief rebuttal mm-hmm. uh, in, into why I, I think this is actually a positive uh, relationship here. I think that uh, Impact needs a big spotlight 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Access TV here in the U.S. is not a big channel. It, in fact, it's not. It's not even you know on most standard cable packages, right? right. Uh, it's normally something where you have to call into your cable provider and upgrade to get Access TV. Or if you do it on like Sling TV or something like that, you normally would have to buy an extra package or whatever, right? Right. Um, Access TV is not on nearly as is not in, in nearly as many homes as TNT is. So this gives a a big spotlight for Impact and allows them to work with some pretty big talents like Kenny Omega, like the Young Bucks, Absolutely. like John Moxley. Um, so th- it, it is beneficial for Impact. It makes them more relevant than what they were previously, which is good. Good for them. And the reason why it's uh, it's it's good for AEW in this case here is because they get to talent share. Uh, with another company in a time where they desperately really need for that to happen. See, I am uh, you. You and I have talked about. Do they though? Well, yeah. So, so I like Impact wrestlers coming to AEW or AEW wrestlers going to Impact. Both ways. Because I, I would, ways, I think I would actually argue that AEW's roster is getting to the bloated standpoint. Well, and that's getting to my point here is that I don't. And, and and you may disagree with me here in the chat. That's cool with me. You know that's that's totally fine. Um, what I'm thinking here is that it, the signings of guys like Miro and Mister Brody Lee and some of these other uh, signings that that we've had in recent months are completely unnecessary. Yep. And we can see that right now. Like even Brian Cage feels rather diminished compared to you know, what he was when he first came in, which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it hasn't even been that long. It hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. Um, so rather than them spending a whole bunch of money to sign people, why not talent share with another company so you don't have to go on this massive spinning spree in a industry right now where most of the talent if they're getting signed up by anybody, they're getting signed up by WWE because WWE right. has unlimited resources at this point to do so. Right, right. And, and so. I do want to stress that th- that I, I I agree this is a good thing. I, I'm not trying to bury this or, mm-hmm. or say that you know this is a bad move no, by any not. means for for AEW. I just think that in, in the situation that that they in the the storyline way that that they went about this was a little strange to me. No, I I agree with that. Um, I, I will also point out what Mike is saying here uh, it, that he didn't even enjoy a 1999 a 1997 WWE ECW relationship, especially for AEW's women's division. Yeah, that's where AEW is hurting the most, that's true. and that's actually the biggest strength for Impact is their is their women's division. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I I think that that's that's where it's beneficial for AEWs because they can it it helps grow their brand too, mm-hmm. right? Um. So yeah. Um. I, I I would like to see this invasion go on. I know that we've had an invasion angle, uh, <laughs> previously that didn't go so successfully, um, with uh with WWE and WCW ECW Alliance whatever it. It quickly became WWE versus WWE. And it was right, very right. strange. Um, but I digress. Um, I like the idea of this angle, and I think that there's enough creative minds between Impact and AEW to actually pull it off successfully. Mm-hmm. 
fingers crossed. Yeah, I would agree with you. It also just makes me excited for for the future as well. With uh, with this being you know AEW's um, uh, you know stance on, on working with other with other companies, it looks positive for the future. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get on out of here uh, and and uh, you know do do the thing. It's getting it's getting late, and I know it's getting late for you, dear viewers. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's finish it off in the old fashioned way here as we typically are to do, uh, with a, with a, with a nice little game here, of course, of if wishes were fishes. <laughs> If you're just now tuning in, this is a, a wrestling show. This is not just a slideshow about fish that yeah. was made with uh, Microsoft Paint. Yeah, last that's time not, I checked, at least that's not how. That's, that's, that's definitely that's definitely what this show is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, if wishes were fishes is a fun game that Stephen and I like to play here at the end of our uh, wrestling show, uh, where we each take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and the other grades said wish in terms of fish. Yes, indeed. Indeed, Stephen. Indeed. Um, Stephen, I have a wrestling wish. Do you? I sure do. Fantastic. I sure do. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, Stephen, do you want me to go first, or, or, or would you like to go first? It doesn't matter, man. I'm down for whatever. I'm down for whatever. I'll go first. Okay. There's <laughs> uh, whatever, man. There's whatever, but I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, so we, we got, a obviously NXT war games was tonight. We spent, uh, we just spent like the, the better half of, you know, 40, 45 minutes talking about it. Um, and we, we got a very, very brief teaser of, uh, kind of the next event that the NXT is going to be doing. It's going to be called new year's evil, terrible name, but should be a cool show. Uh, so <laughs> if wishes were fishes, uh, I would actually love to see a, a straight up, one-on-one, no BS, Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunn match at New Year's Evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yes. That would be very interesting. Uh, maybe. January 6th. Mark your, mark your calendars. I work for NXT now, apparently. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cheap NXT plug. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that would be great. I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe even, a, maybe even throw in a, a Finn Balor carrying cross match. That might be cool too. I like this idea here, though, Stephen. Yes. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn. Uh, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly versus, versus Pete Dunn. Mm. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. Welcome. No, that would be that'd be an excellent match, and yes. we we kind of got to see a little bit of a preview of that. Um, yeah, just just a little just, taste, just a little taste, just a little of taste. It. But I want the whole thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so so speaking of uh, uh, you know fish. Uh, that we need to give you for your wish. Mm. I'm actually going to give you a fish that is uh, very near and dear to Kyle O'Reilly's heart. Uh, I'm actually going to give you five Bobby Fish. I knew you were going to do it. Steven just yeah knocked over all of the cameras. I knew stuff. you were going to do it. Yes. Five. I apologize. There we go. Straight, straighten <laughs> out the camera. Five Bobby Fish is what I'm giving you for that wish. Beautiful. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're I welcome. There's, there's only one though. There's only one Bobby there's Fish. Only one. But what if there was five? <laughs> That's my question. That'd be uh, a crazy match. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, I would love to see that match. Yeah, 
like a like a fatal five way of all like all no, Bobby fishes. I, I I was talking about the 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 Pete Dunn and Kyla Riley. Oh. <laughs> but sure, yeah, we'll take we'll take a match with five Bobby fish. Look, it's like a SmackDown look, versus Raw look, replication. You can't look at me and tell me that you wouldn't watch that match, listeners. With five Bobby Fish. It's Fatal Five Way. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me is a good match. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, <laughs> okay. Good wish, though, Stephen. Thank F- you. Five Thank Bobby you. Fish is your is your is your total. I appreciate that. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, Sorry for the camera. No, it's fine. viewers. It's fine. And Tanner. I'm sure. I'm sure they're okay with it. Um, for my wish, uh, we had a couple of interesting moments here tonight. Uh, you know, obviously we, we've got some strange bedfellows going on with, uh, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Mm. That's, that's something. But, uh, uh, really and truly here at the end of the Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher match, uh, there was this, this moment of, of mutual respect, a stare down where it felt like maybe things aren't over between the two, but, but maybe, maybe instead of them doing another match or two with one another. I mean, you could definitely do that. Have another match or two. But but if wishes were fishes for me, I'd make them a tag team. Ooh. I'd make them a tag team. Uh you can make them the the psycho killers. I think that'd be cool. It'd be funny. a it'd be a fun way to reinvent Tommaso Ciampa's career and uh, obviously it gives uh, Timothy Thatcher uh, a big spotlight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the matches that they could have with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch would be awesome. They'd have great matches with Undisputed Era. Uh, you can put them in whatever whatever position that you want to. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I completely agree. Uh, I know we had we had like talked about that while we were watching the show like offhand and I, I just completely forgot about it i don't know why i didn't see this wish coming but uh it's 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 a beautiful wish uh, i i would absolutely love to see that especially and, and it's one of those wishes where like i could totally see that happening mm-hmm. you know like that that honestly might be what they're doing uh which i i would i would be all the way down for so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go into to my little uh little aquarium here right and, and uh, i'm gonna I'm gonna pull out an oldie but a goodie. I'm give you four. No, I'm gonna give you six. Elegant fire gobies. Oh, yes. Well, that's so nice of you, Stephen. Yes. Well, it's a it's a very good wish, and I would be totally down to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you. I I really appreciate that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. We got ele- uh, elegant fire gobies. We got Bobby fishes. Well, beautiful. It, it is beautiful, and 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 speaking of, of of beautiful and and a lot of fun, I've had a beautiful time, and it's been a lot of fun here doing this show with you yet again here, uh, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yes, indeed. Uh, chat, it's been wonderful. Thank you, everybody who tuned in, everybody who who th- threw something in the chat. We greatly appreciate y'all for tuning in here tonight and uh, listening to us uh, talk, he- headlock talk, doctor, headlock talk about. About NXT Takeover <laughs> War Games it's 2020. Late. Yes, it is. It is getting quite late. Oh boy. Um, we appreciate y'all. We thank you guys for tuning in. Um, please, please, please like, share, and subscribe, and tell your friends about 
headlock talk and shooting the sports ish. We would greatly appreciate that. Hit that that like that 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 thumbs up button. Hit the bell for notifications and make sure if you haven't done so yet already, hit subscribe. We are independent podcasters. We are a collective here at Shooting the Sports Ish. Uh, I mean, we've we've got some sponsorship, but really and truly, uh, we we aren't we 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 don't do. We, we don't meet our goals and we don't we don't advance forward without you guys yep. so uh, tell all your friends and, and family members uh, about radio techers about headlock talk about the sports market about hoop there it is about quick slants about all these shows here that we do five rounds especially with mags our friend mags uh Tell everybody about shooting sports ish and about headlock talk because uh, you know the the more that uh, uh, I guess that that we can do show wise for you, the more uh, we can do more we can do even more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. The more subscribers that we have here, right? So w- without you guys, nothing is possible. Uh, but we definitely need your support, and any support that we get from you is greatly appreciated. So like, share, and subscribe if you're listening to this on uh, podcast form. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you, uh, if you, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, if you're on YouTube or Twitch, subscribe, please. We greatly appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given us thus far here. Not only on Shooting the Sports-ish, but on Headlock Talk and on Radio Techers, on all the shows that we do here on the Shooting the Sports-ish network. Absolutely. That was cool. very well said. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here. It's been a hell of a time, you guys. Thank you for joining us here tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, of course, as always, I'm here with the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you all. Y'all take care. Have yourselves a great night. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week where we will be doing Headlock Talk, hashtag After Dark 6, straight to hell. Woo indeed. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Later. Bye bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com.